I'm so happy to be recording this podcast right now. Hello, this is Nikki. This is my first episode in a couple of months, and I'm really excited that I have the time and energy to be here sharing my birth story with you guys. Um, It's been making me just really excited and happy how many people have been reaching out and asking when I'm going to record it. It really feels like there are so many people who have been on this pregnancy journey with me and it feels really um, just connective and special having this sense of community through this platform. So thank you to the ones who have been encouraging and loving and excited about Harlow and me being a mom and really excited to just hear our birth story. Um, There might be times where you hear a baby crying in the background, but Ryan is with her right now. So rest assured that I am not leaving my baby out to cry. Uh, But I just felt like if I didn't record it now, it would be another week before I did. And you know, obviously recording this hasn't been my top priority and everything I've had going on, but it is special for me because it's not just doing it for the podcast or for the listeners. It's just having this podcast is very therapeutic for me. And I've been looking forward to sitting down and reflecting on the day that Harlow was born and the days leading up to it and sharing that with you guys, because it was the most challenging, beautiful, special, humbling, amazing, empowering, wonderful day of my entire existence. So I feel grateful to get to share it with you. It was really sweet listening to Cassie's birth story. If you haven't listened, please do. She's one of the best moms I know, really and truly. I've always thought that about her. I love her children so much. We actually recently Uh, all got together. Her and her sweet little family came over and our kids got to meet and it was just so sweet. It's so incredibly special having friends that feel like family. And that's actually one of the things that I feel like has changed for me even more since becoming a mom. I feel, maybe it's the hormones, but I feel extra loving and compassionate towards the people in my life that have been there from the beginning that I never have to question. Um, I feel a lot more empathetic to, to, I think my friends in the past who I felt kind of like maybe they're not there enough or, you know, I don't know. just felt like I was kind of hard on people as far as my expectations. And just ever since having a baby, I am just grateful for people who love me and, and my kid and, you know, people show up in their own way. And I just feel like I'm a lot more empathetic to that. And I love the way that that's changed me since becoming a mom. Um, It's made me extra grateful and loving towards the people who I already loved. And it's made me more comfortable setting boundaries with the people that I felt like I should set boundaries with. Because when you have a baby, whether you're a people pleaser or not, you don't really give a shit about hurting people's feelings if it's for your child's, you know, well-being or or even for yours, but that's not what this podcast is about. Today, I'm going to share my birth story. I want to kind of preface by saying that everyone's story is different and 
pregnancy, birth, motherhood is so individual to everyone, which is why I've always thought it's odd when people give tons of, when moms give, you know, tons of unsolicited advice, like you should do this, you should do this, pregnancy is this, birth is this, as a mom, you should do this or that, because it, there just is no one size fits all. Every baby is different and every person is different. Um, Even if you look at, you know, Cassie and I, she had, I wouldn't say like a hard pregnancy, but I loved being pregnant and she was, didn't like love it as much. (laughs) And she had a really, you know, like she mentioned in her um, birth story, she had a really easy delivery. I, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't have any complications, but I had a really easy, awesome pregnancy and a kind of a rough delivery, which I'll get into in a second, but it's just so individual, so different for everyone. And so I guess my point for sharing that or prefacing that is to just remember to not compare yourself to my story. Um, I, I think it's weird how much fear there is around birth in our culture when, when there shouldn't be because as hard or challenging as your birth is, you do it and you are better for it. Uh, at least for me. So I was a really big baby. I was born around Harlow's weight. I was like nine and a half pounds or something. And Ryan was kind of on the bigger side. I think he was like almost nine pounds. He was eight something. So I just knew I was having a really big baby based off of that, based off the fact that Ryan and I were both big babies. Um, And also because you just know, you just As a woman, I think one of the most important things you can do is to really fine tune your intuition and lean into it because I really, I am a believer that your intuition never lies to you. Um, And especially when you're pregnant, you just have this connection to your baby. Well, I did. And I I just, I knew things. (laughs) So um, I knew she was going to be a big baby and I knew she was going to be late. I just had this feeling. And, you know, I was really active throughout my pregnancy. I worked out hard up until about 35 weeks. The last month of my pregnancy, I just was not into it anymore. I was um, into working out anymore. I was just really, I felt really heavy. Like my stomach just felt so, so heavy. And I know a lot of pregnant people will say that, but I could just feel that my baby was big because... Getting out of bed and everything is already hard when you're that big, but it just felt really challenging for me. I mean, just getting off the couch, walking, I could just feel how much weight was in my stomach. Um, Because, you know, it's not just the weight of the baby. It's also the weight of your placenta and uterus and everything. So I talked to my doctor about it. I said, can we weigh her, like measure her and, you know. She said, oh, she probably weighs around like seven pounds. And, you know, it's really hard to, it's not, it's not very accurate, which is true. It's not very accurate when they measure the baby's weight. I just really still wanted that. Um, So they never did that. And I said, well, I want to be induced because I had my baby at Kaiser and at Kaiser, they don't let you go past two weeks overdue. And my my doctor said, if I'm a week overdue, then she'll, then they'll make a quote unquote plan. 
And I was like, no, I'm not waiting a week, not waiting a week to then be scheduled for an induction, possibly being a week and a half to two weeks before I have her because I just knew she was going to be big. Um, and what, what do you know? I was right because I was the pregnant one and that's my intuition. I just knew it was true. I could feel it physically in my body too. So I got induced at 40 weeks and two days. So two days overdue, I went in to get my induction. I know that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of controversy almost around induction. It's not natural. People say you should let your body do its own thing. There's also a lot of horror stories around induction. And I was aware of all that, but I just felt like it's going to be worse if I wait to go into labor naturally. I just knew that I would end up having to get induced anyways. You know, I was like, might as well do it now instead of when she weighs even more. Um, And so I didn't want to wait. So got induced on July 1st. Was it July 1st? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. So I told only my parents. We only told my parents because my parents were going to be staying at our house to watch our dogs. And my mom was going to be staying with me for... um, a couple weeks after anyway. So it would just be better if she was already here and she was going to make a ton of food and like grocery shop for us. She's an angel. Um, so we only told my parents cause we had to, we didn't tell anybody else because we didn't want like, I think for Ryan, he just didn't want anyone blowing him up and asking him like, is the baby here yet? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we just wanted it to be very much just him and I experiencing this. And then for me also, not only did I not want people checking in, which I know sounds kind of odd, but I also just didn't want anyone's opinions, whether it was positive or negative. I just didn't want anyone asking any questions like, what is it going to be like? What are you going to have to do? But I just didn't want any questions. I didn't want any opinions. I didn't want any texts checking in, but I did tell my parents and um, I did tell Cassie because... She's just my girl that I tell everything to, I guess. And, you know, I I felt like, not that I need to justify any of this, you know, when it comes to birth and any of this stuff, never feel like you need to justify any of your decisions. You do whatever you're comfortable with. You're the one giving birth. So you tell who you want to, how you want to, whenever you want to. Um, Yeah. So, and we just thought another thing, we thought it would be more special if, we just, you know, told everybody when Harlow was here because then they also wouldn't have to wait and, you know, find out and be like looking at the clock. I know that was really stressful for my parents. They were just, my mom said my dad was just pacing back and forth in the house, like waiting for the news. And, you know, when you go into labor, labor is usually really long for first time moms, um, especially when you get induced, which sounds weird because it speeds up your labor but not necessarily, especially if you're not going into labor naturally. A lot of, I mean, most people have really long labors after getting induced. So uh, that's just the decision we made. Uh, July 1st, we went to the hospital at 10 a.m. We checked in and I felt really excited and really ready to not be pregnant anymore. At that point, 
about two weeks before I gave birth, I was feeling really ready to not be pregnant anymore. I was just really excited to meet her and I really wanted to get my body back. Um, I couldn't, I was out of breath from doing something for five minutes, like wiping down the counters for five minutes was making me tired. So I was really ready to just get my energy back and not feel so sluggish and heavy. So we went in that morning um, and the first thing they did was start me on the, damn, I already forgot the name. It's a bulb and it starts with an F. <laughs> um, I forget, even though I did a bunch of research on it before I went in, I forget what it's called, but it's basically this like water bulb thing that they put in your uterus to start contractions. So they started that. That was so uncomfortable. It was extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Basically, when you get to three, I was about two centimeters. So they put that in. And basically, once you get to three centimeters, the ball falls out. And then they start you on Pitocin to keep the contractions going. So I had that in for about a couple hours, I think. And it was awful. It was just, it was awful. It was so painful. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain without showing it, but it was just really uncomfortable. And the contractions, the thing when you get induced, your contractions are, they say a lot more intense than when you get, when you go into labor naturally, because you don't really get to build up to more intense contractions. They just kind of start really intensely. So, um, but it did the job. I was getting contractions, um, and I basically labored throughout the night, which I think that's what sucked about getting induced in the morning because it takes a while for them to set everything up, get your IVs ready, fluids, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then the midwife or doctor, I had a midwife, has to put the bulb in. So you have to wait for one of them to be available. So I, it actually didn't even get started till like one or two, I think. And then you have to wait for the bulb to work and then fall out and then your contractions started so on and so forth. So I started having really intense contractions once the bulb fell out throughout the night. So I got no sleep. And because I was like moaning and groaning and having a really hard time, Ryan couldn't really sleep either. Um, and that process for me, it was really intense I just kept trying to ride the waves of the contractions. I would close my eyes and I just kept saying the same affirmations to myself. Like, you're going to meet your baby soon. You are made, you are made for this. Your baby is healthy. Each contraction is getting you closer to meeting your baby. Your body knows what it's doing. This is all for a purpose. You know, just really empowering affirmations to get me through it. And it was kind of working. I was like in and out of rest. I wouldn't call it sleep, but I was in and out of rest. And of course, at the hospital, you know, they're checking you every like few minutes. So even if you do start to fall asleep, somebody knocks on the door and is like, hey. Um, so contracted throughout the night. And the next morning I was like, please tell me I'm closer. Um, they had started the Pitocin at that point. And I got a, I got an epidural around five, six centimeters. Um, I met the midwife that was going to be delivering my baby because, you know, their shifts changed. So I met the midwife that was going to deliver us. 
her name was Amy and she was wonderful and really hands-on and um, just graceful and calming. And I got the epidural in the middle of the night, or I guess it was the morning, technically, uh, when I was about five, six centimeters. And I, I know that everybody says when you get the epidural, it's like instant relief. And uh, once you get that epidural, it's so amazing. You're so relaxed. You guys, I'm not trying to scare you for those of you who haven't had a baby. Because obviously it ends up being fine and it's so worth it. That goes without saying. But I did not feel that personally. I did not feel like the instant, you know, calming, relaxing, like, oh, finally some relief. I didn't really feel that way. I definitely felt better. Um, I didn't have pain, but I felt uncomfortable. And later on, I found out that it was because I was having a lot of, like, I was having back labor and which not everybody has, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but that's why, because epidurals, the anesthesiologist told me doesn't really work on back labor. So although I couldn't feel like my belly contractions, I had a lot of pain in my back, um, in my low back. So, and, and the epidural didn't hurt at all. Um, I was just, I think I just had a lot of adrenaline. I was having really bad contractions anyway, so I was just excited to get some relief. And I did get some relief. I was able to sleep for a few hours. So it's not like it like didn't work and I was having the same level of pain, but I definitely was expecting more relief, I think, than I got, but you know, that's okay. Um, I got a few hours of sleep and, you know, the day progressed. I, I think in total, my labor was about 24 hours, which I know sounds awful, but it actually wasn't that bad. I thought it would be a lot longer just based off of stories I had read and people I talked to that said inductions take a lot longer. Um, so it was probably less than that. It was probably like 20 hours or something of like active labor, but uh, I felt like I progressed really fast the day of her birth, July 2nd. And around 3.30 p.m., the midwife said that I was at 10 centimeters and that we could start pushing. So I pushed on my sides um, and on my back just to kind of mix it up. I preferred pushing on my side. That just felt more comfortable for me. And I know the question that people always ask is like, so with the epidural, could you feel it? And you can feel your push contractions, which is good. You want to feel your push contractions so that you know when to push. It just feels more natural, but I didn't really feel pain. I definitely felt a lot of pressure, but I didn't really feel any pain. I was just having really bad back labor. So that's what was really rough for me was my, my back was just killing me. Um, and there was, you know, they couldn't give me like more of the epidural medicine for that. It was just, that's just how it was. So I pushed and I pushed and Ryan was amazing. He kept just rubbing my head and telling me I was doing great. Um, my main nurse, Michelle, was amazing, Ryan, and I loved her. She was so wonderful and encouraging. I definitely yelled at the nurses a couple times when I was just super uncomfortable and they were so understanding and grateful. I'm sure they're used to that. Um, but I pushed for four hours because my baby was so big. So I had good pushes. They were really strong. The nurses said I was doing a good job, but it just it took a long time, obviously with little breaks in between because she was really big. Um, 
and I'm, I'm trying to think if there's like anything I'm missing in between. Um, cause there's obviously a lot of things that happen, but I can't even remember all the little details to share with you guys. And even if I could, it would take way too long. So I'll spare you, but, um, the pushing experience. And here's where, where I was saying when I was prefacing, like everybody's experience is different. Some people are like, it's the most magical, amazing experience. And some people are like, it fucking sucks. And some people's, you know, some people push for like 20 minutes. Some people push for four fucking hours like I did. And I'm not going to say, you know, it was just the most amazing experience. I don't know if amazing is the right word. It's not, but it was extremely profound. And my birth experience was very, for me, spiritual. Because to me, spiritual experiences are not easy and fluffy and light and, you know, um, amazing, (laughs) but they're very profound. They're in a way healing. They're very, they change you. I definitely think birth 100% changed me. And, you know, I had my birth playlist playing. I was trying to connect with the music. I was trying to stay connected to my breathing. A lot of times I couldn't really hear what the nurses or Ryan was saying. I was just very much, I had my eyes closed most of the time. I was just very much envisioning my baby, envisioning a graceful birth, envisioning what it would feel like to hold her. I kept going through my affirmations in my head while I was pushing. Um, There were times where I got really, really just exhausted and tired. And I thought I really can't do this anymore. And I just... I just, it was like a meditation. It was like a four hour meditation that was really intense. Not the kind where you sit by the ocean and you breathe, you know, you match your breathing with the sounds of the waves. It wasn't like that. It was like a intense meditation, like transic. I I, I really can't even explain it with words. It was incredible. It was incredible, but it was really hard, really challenging. And it made me feel like I can conquer anything after that, to be honest. Um, Anyway, after four hours, she was born. And I can't really, I did share, you know, a small video on my Instagram um, of her on my chest. And I do have a video of her coming out like the minute, like that last push. And then the minute they put her on my chest. And I, I get why people say like, oh, it's just so amazing. There's no way you can describe it because there's no way I can describe it. I can't tell you guys in words how it felt to hold my baby. It was just very surreal. It felt like my nine months of pregnancy went by in five minutes. It felt like I actually wasn't in labor for that long. It felt like I actually didn't push for that long. It was just crazy everything. She was, she came out, she was born. They put her on my chest and I looked at her and I just felt like, everything in my life, every, every single experience. It was like when people, okay. It was like when people say when they're dying, (laughs) their life flashes before their eyes. It kind of was like that, to be honest. It was like every single hardship, happy experience, profound experience, everything had led me up to this point, which was the most important point I will ever experience in my entire life was my baby being born and being put on my chest. 
And I just felt like everything from trying for a long time to conceive from my miscarriage, it was like everything all of a sudden just made sense. Here it is. Here's my purpose. Here's, here's everything my life has led up to. Here's the point of everything that means anything in my life was this little, well, not so little, nine pound, almost 11 ounce baby on my chest. This is the only thing that matters now. And it, my whole world just shifted. I mean, your brain just changes when you become a mom. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. I, you know, I know those words sound really cliche. Like it was just so special, but there's just no way I can explain it other than I would have done it a thousand other times or more times if I needed to. Of course it was worth it. It's kind of my pet peeve when people are like, how was your birth? And I'm like, oh, she was a really big baby. You know, my recovery is pretty intense. And they're like, well, but but it's worth it. Like, yeah, that goes without saying. Of course it's worth it. (laughs) Um, And every moment since then has been so incredibly special, even in the midst of a really, really challenging recovery. You know, I still have some stitches, but I feel fine. Like I did some yoga the other day. I can move. I can, I'm comfortable. I just, I'm still healing. But the first two weeks was so excruciating and intense. I mean, I couldn't sit down. I could not walk right. I was hunched over. It felt like my insides were going to fall out. And I had so many stitches. I was so swollen. Um, it was really, really, really intense. Breastfeeding was really, really intense. Um, I don't want to get too much into that because Cassie and I are going to make an episode about postpartum. Um, where I'll share like recovery and breastfeeding and stuff then doesn't really make sense to share it in the birth story but every moment since her birth has been so amazing you know every day with her is like the best day of my life even the days where she's super fussy where I'm sleep deprived where I feel inadequate because she's crying and I don't know why like you know seeing Ryan hold her for the first time was really special hearing him interact with her, just seeing him be a dad is like the greatest blessing of my life. I'm basically trying not to cry (laughs) during this whole episode, but it's been so special. There's really nothing like it. And I'm so grateful that I get to experience this. Um, I'm going to start rounding out this episode Can I go snuggle my baby? But thank you for listening. I'm sure there's things I left out, but it's it's really hard to remember everything. The day just flies by so fast. And I'm glad that I documented it. You know, I took a lot of videos and photos and stuff to remember it by. And I can't wait to tell her her birth story one day. But even though it was challenging. It was so necessary. And I'm actually really grateful for my experience. It, it's made me feel more beautiful and empowered and badass than anything in my life. Like women really are superheroes. I am a superhero. I'm, I'm a fucking badass. <laughs> There's nothing in my life that will ever 
shake my confidence from that at least. You know, being a new mom can be really challenging and can definitely make you feel inadequate or like you're not doing something right. But there's always the knowing that you birthed and brought your child into this life. And of course, the pain and and the challenges are so worth it. Hopefully this episode made sense to you guys and you enjoyed listening. Uh, I'm very tired all the time, so I don't know if my words all even made sense. My brain does feel like mush quite often these days. So thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being interested. I'm really excited to share more about postpartum next time and to do it with Cassie. We haven't done an episode together in a long time. We're also in the midst of babyhood and her having two kids now and me being a new mom and all of this have been working on something really cool for you guys um, that I'll share more, that we will share more later, but we've been working on something really, really awesome. And it's something that you guys can get involved in and um, I'll stop there, but really excited for this platform and all the things to come. Thank you for supporting my motherhood journey. Thank you all for being so excited for me during my pregnancy. Uh, Recording this podcast feels really therapeutic and I'm grateful to have the time and energy to do this episode today. Until next time, Evolve Higher. Bye.